Hey friends, welcome to today's episode of the 1 in 26 podcast. Today I chose to share an episode that Fran recorded for her podcast, which is called Seizure Adventure. So you can find Seizure Adventure on pretty much all platforms, but what it is is a podcast that talks about adventure and as well as it's also an epilepsy podcast and it's run by female adventurers that tell diverse stories. So a little bit about Fran. Um, She's a podcast producer and a writer from London. Um, After she walked the Camino de Santiago by herself in 2017, Fran became uncomfortable with descriptions such as brave and inspirational when people learned about her epilepsy diagnosis. So she wanted to normalize the idea of epilepsy and, and adventure together. So with her podcast, she shares stories about just that. And today's episode talks about what sports you can and cannot do with having epilepsy. So it's really awesome. You know, as I mentioned last week, I grew up a swimmer. I grew up a runner. So if I didn't have those things, I'm not really sure how my life would have unfolded um, because of the epilepsy diagnosis. So let me know what you think. I'm really excited for this and you guys have a great Friday. Thanks. You're listening to Seize Your Adventure, the podcast that shares stories of adventure and outdoor living with epilepsy. Hello adventurers, Fran Tarowskis here and I am back with what's going to be a super quick episode for you today. And it's something that I've been meaning to talk about for a little while, but I recently had an email come into my inbox that has reminded me about the subject. The epilepsy and adventure crossover is such a niche area. And because Seizure Adventure is currently the only place dedicated to that crossover, I do get a lot of people contacting me. Most often it is people who have adventurous souls and lived and breathed their sports and then they started having seizures and get given this diagnosis of epilepsy. I am honoured to be the one that these people speak to and I appreciate the trust it takes to reach out to me and the hope that Seizure Adventure can provide. I do my best to merit that trust and I do as much research as I can. I speak to as many people as possible. But the question I get asked most is, can I do this sport with epilepsy? I know some of you listening to this have actually asked that very question to me and you'll know that no matter what the sport is, even if it's something I'm very familiar with, my answer is always going to be the same. I cannot tell you. But I do promise that I will always do my best to try and help you decide for yourself. Quite often, my help is signposting you towards someone else with epilepsy who has more experience of that sport. Sometimes it is gleaning information from guidelines set out either by sports authorities or epilepsy groups. And sometimes... Other people actually send me something useful that I can share. For about a year now, I've been talking to a gentleman called Ian Johnston, who, after being diagnosed with epilepsy himself at 48, stopped playing sport. 
Now, I am going to be speaking to Ian in a future episode, so I won't go into his story too much today. But Ian has been doing a master's degree, and he got in touch with me because his dissertation was looking into the relationship between epilepsy and sport. And now he's coming to the end of his course. He recently sent me an email with some of the research that he's been doing and a very valuable resource from the International League Against Epilepsy, or ILAE. And I really wish that I'd known about this sooner because it's two tables that clearly lay out some guidelines around all kinds of sports, including some adventure sports. The first table is about seizure risk levels in sport and its label is categorization of sports by level of risk of injury or death for persons with epilepsy or for bystanders should a seizure occur during the event. So obviously a lot of people would get focused on the idea of risk of injury or death here uh, but this is a table which goes into detail of three different groups of sports. Group one are sports with no significant additional risk. Group two are sports with moderate risk to the persons with epilepsy but not to bystanders and group three sports are high risk for people with epilepsy and for some of the sports it could be high risk for bystanders as well. Now the second table is about whether these sports are recommended by the type of seizure that somebody has. So on one side, it has the three groups. So no significant additional risk, moderate risk and high risk. And then it also has the type of seizure or the symptoms of the seizure. So if you have a single unprovoked seizure, how much risk that would be. Sleep related seizures only, uh, seizures with impaired awareness. And it also goes into things like if you are on medication withdrawal um, or if you've had your epilepsy resolved. So no seizures for more than 10 years and you're off of any epilepsy medication. Now these tables are very clearly laid out and there are a couple of things that made me particularly excited about them. The first thing that made me excited was that there were a number of adventure sports on there which are unusual enough that they don't usually feature on most advice web pages. So things like NHS or Epilepsy Action often have advice on standard sports like swimming, running, cycling but a lot of the other adventure sports are often left off. This table goes into more detail. So you have things like uh, dancing is on there. Uh, That's a no significant additional risk sport. You have canoeing, archery, shooting, skating, snowboarding. They all fall into the moderate risk category. And you have other sports which we would call extreme. So things like climbing, diving, uh, solitary sailing is on there and all of those ones fall into the group of high risk for people with epilepsy. Some of the sports there might also be dangerous for bystanders, for example, uh, aviation or motorsports. The second thing that made me happy when looking at these two tables was the fact that none of the sports fell into a category called absolutely no way, never, uh uh-uh, or something maybe a bit more scientific than that. 
Uh, the closest the advice gets to a no is where it says generally barred but may be considered with restrictions at neurologist discretion for sports posing no risk to bystanders. And there is still that caveat there at the neurologist discretion. So long as something isn't posing a risk to anybody other than the person with epilepsy. I recently went to speak to my neurology nurse for my six month catch up. And when we were talking, uh, we obviously went into detail about how I was feeling, any symptoms, but we also talked about a number of things, including the hiking I did in Colorado and the ultra run. And we talked about staying safe, but also about the importance of quality of life. If you are having seizures and a neurologist says to you, you shouldn't do a sport, you should absolutely listen to them and talk to them about the reasons why they are advising against it. But if you love skiing, climbing, hiking, surfing, running, whatever it is that you love, don't be afraid to make them listen to you as well. Ask them if there is any discretion to be had. Work together, figure out compromises and you can use resources like these tables from the ILAE to come to a decision. Those tables will be available on the Seizure Adventure website so do head to them for reference and obviously you can refer to them when you're speaking to your neurologist. That is it, I'll be signing off for today's episode and it's very apt to say this time, safe adventures everyone. Thanks for listening you guys. As always, I would love for you to write a review for me. Um, Go ahead and screenshot this and share it to your social media and tag me it's at one in 26 podcast and I will reshare it as well as give you guys a shout out again thanks so much for your support and stay tuned for next week in the one in 26 podcast